Welcome to a Church in the City podcast from Downtown Christian Church. Each week we'll be sharing a message from Downtown Christian Church. And this week we're kicking off our 2020 fall small group series titled A Church in the City with a message from Chris Shire titled Kingdom Purpose for Everyday Life. Let's listen in. I want to talk a little this week about kingdom purpose for everyday life. You know, this has been something I just felt like God has been dealing with me since 31 years ago when I became a believer. When I first came a believer, I was so hungry for God, and, and we were so broken. You guys hear my testimonies and stuff, but God, God just kept showing up, and I was so hungry. I just wanted to do God things. So I was going to go into ministry. I was going to go to Bible school, and I'm just going to, and, and, and I just wanted to just all about God. And matter of fact, I kind of despise going to work on Monday. You can have a great service today, and worship was awesome, amen? I mean, worship was awesome. I believe God's healing, was, his power is here, and it's, gonna, it's here. God's doing something in the church today, and, and, and as well as this local body of DCC. And so then you, go to, then you get all excited. You have a great Sunday, and then you got to go to work Monday. You got to go back to the grind. You got to go back to everyday life. Boy, you know, then you can't wait for that next Bible study or that next time that we get together with, with, with our, our, our brothers and sisters in the Lord, a time of worship. And then, then you go back to the grind again, and we go back to everyday life. And, and so I, I, was, I was, you know, I'm planning on just going to do ministry because ministry is what it's all about. You know, if you can, trust me, ministry is the toughest thing I've ever done and my friends, everything. It's just, it's, it's life, you know, just like business is the toughest thing I've ever done. But I've done it all in Jesus. And so saying that, God started saying, Chris, why do my people compartmentalize spiritual things you know, everyday things. Why do we do that? And matter of fact, when my daughter um, started working for us in our business, when she's 16, she's, I can't, she don't want me, she's not here. She's 30, her birthday um, coming up, and, she, and she's going to be 31, 31 years old. So I knew that, but um, she's going to be 31 years old. So, um, so she was 16 years old, and she comes to work, and she's like, she starts working, and she goes, oh my gosh, dad's, the same at home and at work and at church. He's just the same. And like, she goes, he acts the same at work as he does at home and, and, at, and at church. You know, and that's good and bad because if I can be a butt, I can be a good a butt at work, at home, and at church, all my church friends, right? But, but seriously, she just, she just, she just realized that and this, it just, this was an eye opener. But are we always the same at home, at work, and at church? And this is where God's started showing me, like, it's kingdom purpose for everyday life. He wants us to be people that live on purpose. People that live on purpose. People that, that it's not just waiting for the next prayer meeting or, or the next church gathering. It's everyday life. Bringing God's, um, creating an atmosphere for God's presence. And really, do we create anything that God's already doing? But maybe lining up with that. Being focused. Purposely focused. You know, in Proverbs um, 4.26, 26 says, Proverbs 4, 26, 27 says, Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Think about that. Live on purpose. Let it all be established in what? In God, in his word, in his truth. Established in his kingdom. Jesus talked about the kingdom. Matter of fact, in, in the four, four gospels, um, 
He, he, he talked about the kingdom of God 86 times, not even counting what Paul talked about in the, in the rest of the New Testament. Kingdom of God, the kingdom, kingdom purpose for everyday life. What is God doing? Being purposeful, that thinking about that, um, relying on that. And sometimes we wonder, like when we look at um, kingdom purpose for everyday life, it's like, um, does this attitude, does these thoughts, does this behavior line up with kingdom? Does this line up with kingdom? Does it line up what God says about me? Am I believing what God says about me or who I truly am in Christ, right? Think about that. So, so all of a sudden, we can start to live on purpose. So we can start to say, hey, I want kingdom, the kingdom of God, kingdom purpose in my marriage, in my family, in my home. Yeah. I want kingdom and God's kingdom at my workplace, wherever I go. I don't want to go to work dreading going to work. I want to go to work exciting. I used to have people come to me and say, Chris, man, can, can, can we get coffee? Because you're such an encourager. Can I talk to you? I'm like, sure, let's have coffee. I don't drink coffee, so Brian will know. Brian will love coffee, so if you want coffee, Brian's a coffee drinker. I like, I'll drink tea or just water. or I like to eat lunch, so I like food. But, so we'll go out and they'll say, yeah, you know, like, I, I just wish I could work for a company like yours, a, a, a Christian. I can't stand the people in my work. They're all, none of them are saved. None of them know Jesus, and I can't stand them. Like, I go, well, praise God. And they, 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 what? I said, God might be using you to show the love of Jesus Christ. You know, and, and, and it really, sometimes you get the bird, uh, deer in the headlight kind of thing. Like, you did, what'd you say? I just told you, I don't want to. I don't want to. And sometimes we don't want to. But if we would start living on purpose and we start acknowledging God in everything we do, he might change the way we think. So here's what God's telling me. This is what God's telling me. You can take it or leave it. God says, Chris, every time you put your God, every time you put your will above my will, every time, Chris, every time you put your will above my will, you become the God of your life. Whoa. Now, he just told me that. But if it works, if it's true for me, maybe it's true for all of us. Amen. Anytime we put our will before God's will, we're putting ourselves. We're, we're becoming the God of our life. Now that's all oh, that, Chris, that's not encouraging. It is, because all you got to do is repent and say, hey, you're right, I, not my will, Lord, your will be done. Who said that? Oh, Jesus said that. We're disciples of Christ. Not my will, your will be done. And this is why it's so important that we talk, and we are so passionate, DCC, to talk about identity and who we are in Christ. We're so passionate to talk about the love of God and how much God loves us, and we'll never stop talking about it. We'll never start um, 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 living it and, and, and loving people. I, we believe this church has been built on foundational principles of the love of God and focusing people on Jesus and focusing um, on the love of God and creating these relationships with one another. And I, that is the heartbeat. But part of our even mission, if you go to our website, is to empower passionate followers of Jesus Christ. And part of the passionate followers of Jesus Christ is to know him and know your identity and experience his love. But then to do what with it? To bring that truth and that freedom that we're living in experience and go out to, to, the, to our city, go out to everyday life and allow God to show his glory. Allow God to show his power. Allow God to show his loving grace and his healing grace. Amen? Amen. 
I'm so on fire lately because I, I just been stuck and stuck. And I'm not saying stuck in some kind of sin. I'm stuck because life just has, sometimes is just a grind. There's a lot of things to do in business. There's a lot of things to do in ministry. I'm just stuck. And God goes, no, you're missing out on my glory. I feel like, I feel like Mary had it right when she was sitting at Jesus' feet. When Martha, am I right? When Martha's too busy working and she was complaining. Man, I'm doing all this work. And Jesus says, calm down, Martha. He didn't say that work wasn't important. He wanted to get her enlightenment, say, look what Mary's doing. She's looking to me. So what is the Father doing in our lives today? Jesus said this, when Philip, oops, I had an itch in my side of my face. Easy. Okay. What did, um, I really lost momentum, but I'll get it back because the Holy Spirit's upon me to preach the good news. No, um, what is the Father doing? What is the Father's doing in our lives right now? What he's doing, and it was funny, when Jesus started talking about the Father, Philip goes, we haven't even seen the Father. And then Jesus said this. Jesus said to him, Philip, have you, have you been with me so long yet you have not known me, Philip? He who sees me sees the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Jesus says, if you, if, if you see me, you see the Father. As believers, as people that are kingdom people that are living on purpose, who are truly pondering the path of their feet and let our all ways to be established in God's word and God's way, we need to realize it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. What's the Father doing? Sometimes, it, actually, this could be really freeing for someone who just has a passion to do something for God but don't know how to do it or don't think they have the ability to do it or don't, don't feel spiritual enough to do it. I'm not like Chris who's loud and hyper. I'm kind of quiet. doesn't matter. You're still a child of the king and you still can be a disciple of Christ. Jesus says, go make disciples. You can be used right now because when you start to realize it's not what you're doing, it's what the Father's doing and we start to participate with this. We start to participate with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What's the father's doing in your home, in your marriage? Well, I can tell you what he's not doing. I can tell you in his work, I can tell you what he's not doing. Well, then why don't we go and find out? What does it look like to draw near to God? The Bible says this, it says in James 4, 7 and 8, it says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now that sounds really rough, and, but I had to take the whole scripture. But, but draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. But he talks about fleeing, um, um, resisting the devil. How do we resist the devil? We scream and we yell at every devil in the world. And sometimes there's a, there's a place of binding the enemy and telling the devil he has no authority over our lives. Me and Lisa know that. But you know what? In our, my prayer life, if, it, it, let's just say it's this much of my prayer life, this much of my prayer life, this much, this much I tell the devil to go to hell where he belongs. I tell him he has no authority over my life or my children over what God's called me to do. This much is the rest of my prayer life. Because I want my eyes focused on Jesus. I want my eyes focused on what Jesus has done. I want to declare what God's word says about it. And that's how you resist the devil. You say, wait a minute, well, what did, how did Jesus resist the devil when he was tempted? He said, it is written. It is written. It is written three times. 
Sometimes we're trying to fight the devil and we already, he already lost. And we're fighting battles we shouldn't be fighting. We're struggling things we shouldn't be struggling with. We're believing things we shouldn't be believing. We're behaving certain ways we shouldn't be behaving. Why? Because we're believing that lie. We're acting through that lie. And Jesus is my truth. I have set you free. The truth will set you free. Amen? Amen. I am so hungry and passionate for, for, for the church to rise up and say, no more! This, we're supposed to be a light to the world and a salt to the earth. And I tell you, God's calling us deeper. And he's calling me and Lisa deeper. And, 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 and how's he calling us deeper? I mean, he, he literally calling us to, um, to, to a worship. You know, and, and trust me, you do not want me on the worship team. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think some people probably around me like, I wish he wouldn't sing so loud. I get excited. I cannot sing, and I can trust. I mean, Lisa laughs at me. But God loves my singing, okay, but it's tone deaf, and it's just like, but he loves my singing. I sing all the time. I dance. I go down in my basement and dance, and, just, and that's my time. I just sing to God, and I make up these songs. You are glorious. See, I told you I can't sing, but I can't help it, but I just want to tell God how glorious he is. I just love God. I love the worship. But you know what? God is bringing me and Lisa to a place of worship where worship is also obedience. To obey what he's doing. Pursuing him. The Bible says those who on perfect peace of those minds stayed on him. Anybody struggling with some peace lately? Keep your mind stayed on him. Find out what he says about you, what he says about the situation, what he says about, his, what he says about your Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. Think about that. And so, so we've just, just been just saying, okay, God, what does it look like? So God's calling, calling me and Lisa to prayer and fasting, okay? Okay, right away you hear prayer and fasting. Right away, because we were taught wrong. It, you start thinking about works, and, you know, we're trying to earn God. You know what? No, I'm talking about prayer and fasting where I'm spending time and I'm fasting. And I'm, and I'm putting things down that keeps me full of stuff that's not of God, like full of TV. You know, sometimes I just want to shut off, right? want to shut off, and I want to go turn the boob tube on. I don't have to think. I don't plan because I'm always thinking. I'm always planning, right? I'm a leader in business. I'm a leader in ministry. I'm always thinking. So it's easy to turn on some boob tube and just watch the TV. Or, or some of us, it might be social media. Some of it might, so sometimes we might pray and fast that. We might fast food sometimes. Man, you know, I just, I, and by the way, I'm going to hang out with a lot of people and, I, and it's fun. I, we like, we get together, hey, we're going to have dinner. Everybody knows me. I like to go out to dinner and, and, or have people over for dinner because that's how you get relationship. I'm going to have people over for prayer, prayer times and stuff like that. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying, so when we talk about prayer and fasting, it's not about beating ourselves up or trying to punish ourselves or trying to, it's about us getting our own self out of the way, getting ourselves out of the way. You know, man, I tell you what, I'm addicted to sugar. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, 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 if I have dinner, I have to have a dessert. Anybody else like that? I have to. And if I don't have any dessert, then I go in and we buy these big bags of Tootsie Rolls. Because I think you can eat like seven or eight of them with only 110 calories. So I'm trying to watch my calories. So I figured, I got, and I watched my pal fitness. So I got, I'm not doing a very good job of it. But I got 220 calories left for this day. So that means I can have 22 Tootsie excuse me, 14 Tootsie Rolls. And you can ask Lisa, I ate all 14 of them <laughs> yeah. in one setting, in between commercials. <laughs> no. I'm saying there's times I'm just draw, I'm like, I'm like, I just want to feed me what I
know that, but I feel this way. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm, you know, I just feel this way, and, I, and I'm not, trust me, people struggle, and people go through stuff, so I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm not trying to be insensitive, but sometimes you gotta tell yourself, I'm struggling on something Jesus Christ already paid for. I'm worried about something that I shouldn't be worrying about according to God's word. I'm struggling. We've got to start acknowledging God in that area, right? And that's where prayer and fasting and scriptures come in. Really, scriptures. I love reading the scriptures. I love reading the scriptures. I mean, it, it, I'll read this one. I'm, I, I can't see because I have my glasses, but I know it by heart. So I'm going to pretend like I'm reading it. Um, it says, because it looks kind of fancy. I got my Bible open. I'm, I'm reading it, but I'm quoting. And by the way, it's underlined, if you can zoom in. No, it's, it's my favorite scripture. It's, um, it's Proverbs 3, chapter, uh, ch- chapter 3, verse 5 and um, 6. It says, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not in your understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him, meaning God, and he shall direct your path, or if you will, make your path smooth. He says, lean not in your own understanding. Lean not in your own understanding. And I like it. I'm just going to, uh, the first part of the, um, um, verse 7 says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Wow. That one I, I quote all the time because I think I got an idea and I think I got a plan and I got to remind myself, lean in and out on your own understanding. Don't be wise in your, eyes, in your own eyes, but acknowledge him. How do you acknowledge him? Through the scriptures. What Paul, what Paul told Timmy what the scriptures are for, how powerful the scriptures are. I want to know what the scripture says about me in this area of healing my body. I want to know what the scripture says in this area, healing my mind. I want to know what the scripture says, healing my soul, and about being anxious or full of fear. I'm so sorry, camera guys. I'm on a roll. People at home, I love you. This is good stuff, amen? But I want to know what the scripture says about that. I want to know what the Christian says about, what the Bible says about faith. I want to know what the, what is about this faith? So when I'm talking about this time of drawing near to God, time of prayer, worship, praying, and fasting, now you can get to, get to the point like, you don't have to, you get to. Gosh, don't read your Bible because you have to. Read your Bible because you get to. to. And let the word of God become alive in your hearts. You know, don't, don't, don't seek God because you have to. And that's what we do sometimes, right? I mean, we seek God when we do everything we can do. And then when our backs are against the wall and there's no place to turn, let's turn to Jesus. What if it's the first place we turn? What if we live on purpose and say, I'm, I'm turning to Jesus? I, I told this to somebody the other day. I was ministering to somebody the other day, and I said, look, it, I make mistakes. just like any, a young guy. So I make mistakes just like anybody else. And I said, if I rolled out my scroll of sin, my sin list would be just as big as yours. I'm not perfect. I'm, I said, but what I have learned over the years is I learned that my compass is Jesus, and I learned that I always default to Jesus. So no matter what happened that day, my morning starts off fresh. I want to leave that little nugget. Make your morning start off fresh. The Bible says there's new mercies every morning something new never before from God new mercies every morning so I don't care what happened yesterday today's a new day but how many how many times people want to bring in their frustrations their anger their fear their hurts their wounds from yesterday into today why do we want to do that there's new mercies every morning let's leave that from I don't know yesterday was a rough day today's a new day this is the day the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it do you do you understand how many people do you know you you mean even ourselves that we bring stuff day after day after day after day and then we get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier next thing you know we don't like ourselves and we don't like anybody around us 
That's how the enemy comes in because we're not going back to the Lord and saying, wait a minute, this doesn't line up with your word. I'm not acknowledging you. I'm not living in kingdom. I'm living in defeat. There's no defeated in the kingdom of God. There's no sick in the kingdom of God. There's no bondage in the kingdom of God. Amen? And we can create that and we can create an atmosphere wherever we go. Home, work, church. I think there's people mad at me at church because I'm so direct and I'm working on that. Don't be mad. You got offense with somebody, you let that go. You were offended with somebody, let it go. Chris is yelling at me. Yeah, I'm yelling again. No, just let it go because it's not good. What does it look like to participate with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? What does it look like? Well, obviously what you just said, pray fast and read your scripture. No, that's for us to get enlightened, enlightenment. Participate in the Father's Holy Spirit is to see what the Father's doing, to be focused on what he's doing. The stuff, prayer, fa- that's just all us to trying to learn how to fine-tune us, if you will. You know, some of the, old, some of the 50-year-old, who remembers the rabbit ears on your TV? And then, then you wanted to tune in something. Okay, young people are looking at me, rabbit ears. I mean, tinfoil on it to get a better reception, a little tinfoil flag. Okay, I'm, everybody's laughing. You just age yourself. But anyways, and, you, and you're turning like, and you're trying to get the news, or you're trying to get something on, and you're like, oh, right there, don't touch it. And then you get to watch the show. Well, when I feel when we run after God and really silence our own selves, and we start running to God, we start fine-tuning ourselves. That's what the prayer fashion, that's what that's all about. But when we talk about participating with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're talking about engaging what God's doing today. Engaging with the Spirit of God. The Bible says in um, Romans 8, 14, I think, um, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. And then 15, Romans 8, 15 says he's given the spirit of bondage again leading to fear, but he's given us the spirit of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. Those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Sons and daughters, when I say sons, you know, sonship. What's the Father doing? What's the Holy Spirit prompting us? Think about that. Think about that when Paul, when Paul, how it's crazy stuff where Paul, um, the Holy Spirit says, don't go into Asia Minor. So he doesn't go. But yet he goes in the city. They stone him. They pull him out of the city. They stone him to death. And he goes right back in that city. They pray for him, raise him back up from dead. And he goes right back in the city. You would think like if someone stole me, even threw a pebble at me, I ain't going in that city again. He went right back in that city. What happens when Paul's in, in prison and the doors get opened up and he has a way to get out? But he doesn't get out because he's led what the father's doing and he gets the, the, um, the head of the prison saved and his whole family saved. Wow. I'd be, man, that door opened up. Yeah, see ya. And I'd be running. But if I was yielding to, and silencing myself and listening to what God was saying, because we can be selfish, self-centered. Listen to what God's doing. He told Paul to stay. And that whole prison, that prisoner, his whole family got saved. Think about the generations that that prison's family, the, prison, the head of the prison, the uh, um, jail, head of the jail, his family, and his family after that got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. The lives that were changed because Paul decided to listen to the Holy Spirit instead of listen to his own self. Like, it's time to get out of this prison. And, I, and, and I, there are some great studies how horrible those prisons were. But he stayed because he had a bigger purpose. What if we would stay and do what God said? 
So what does it look like to participate the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? So I keep asking God that. Because I want to do more. I want, I want to go deeper. And you know what he told me the other day? He says the first part of participating the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is to have faith and believe in the finished finish work of Christ. To believe in the finished work of Christ. See, sometimes we look at faith and you start talking about faith like, oh, we're going to talk about faith. The faith isn't trying to move God. Your faith ain't going to move God. God already moved in Jesus. Your faith is going to move you towards that grace that Jesus paid for on the cross. That grace that, um, that brings deliverance and healing and freedom and liberty. That grace, that faith is focused in yourself that I'm believing God at his word. I'm believing what Jesus has done for me. Some of us believe that he, we got a ticket out of hell, but are we believing the fullness of Christ, his finished work, all of it? We talked about healing today. You know, that's part of Christ's suffering, is healing, deliverance, freedom, and liberty. So now when we talk about faith, because I want to talk about faith every day, let your faith arise. Faith in the grace of God, in the finished work of Christ Jesus, that we don't have to be stuck, and we don't have to be people of bondage, and people that are um, um, beat up and sick and, and full of disease are or, or, or just worn out. The, the devil's coming after the church, but he's already defeated. Jesus said, the, the Bible said that Jesus destroyed the gates of hell. So we as sons and daughters of the king, we need to start participating by just believing what Jesus has done for us. We need to believe in the finished work of Christ. By his stripes, we are healed. In Isaiah, they talked about, they ripped his beard out. Gosh, I have a teeny little script. Brian, man, how would it feel if someone just took your beard and ripped? I mean, come on, you're taking his cheek skin out. Think about the, the ripped his beard out. So me and you wouldn't have to be ashamed. They ripped his beard out so me and you wouldn't have to be ashamed. Anybody struggling with shame? That's been paid for. That's been paid for in Jesus. Do you see, if we're going to truly participate and we really want to be kingdom people and we really want to be people that are going out and going out and changing our city and changing our, our homes and our, and our communities and our workplaces, we've got to start believing in ourselves as individuals what Christ has done for us. Yeah, but Chris, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm going through. I don't, but Jesus does. God does. Jesus does. And what did Jesus say about it in his word? This is where faith comes in, when we have faith not to try to get God moved. How many times you're hoping God's going to do something? That's going to wreck somebody here. Of course I'm hoping God to do something. What if Jesus said it's already done in me? Disbelieve it. Disbelieve it. Speak to the mountain, tell it to go. Who do you think you are to speak to the mountain? I'm a child of the king, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I have been given authority in Christ Jesus. And this mountain of fear has to go. This mountain of discouragement has to go. This mountain of sickness or disease has to go. Speak to my the word of God. That's what I do. I command my body. I say, body, you can't be sick. You know, then I pray for wisdom to make sure I'm taking care of myself. Amen. What is God doing today? What's the Father's doing? Let's, but we can, let's talk first about what he's done. If we're going to be people that are going to step out and be kingdom people and go out and make a difference, be the light to the world and the salt to the earth, we've got to start walking in what Christ has done for us. And that's not saying that we don't struggle and that we don't have problems and we have issues, but we have hope in Jesus. Faith is something hoped for but yet not seen. Hope in Jesus, in the finished work of Jesus, that Jesus paid for that, and I don't have to walk in that. 
You know, there's people probably in this room or at home that are still concerned, still do not know the Father's love. That was purchased by Jesus. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. God wants you to know him as Father, as Daddy God, Abba Father. But some of us had some messed up childhoods with fathers that do it. Some of us just don't know because we've been taught by religion and by, you know, that this or that, the do's, and, and so we feel like we're not worthy. You know what, to be honest with you, we're not worthy until we see what Jesus has done for us. Then we're all worthy. Do you know if we don't think we're worthy to go before the Father, and we don't think we're worthy to be, go before God, it's actually, it's actually saying that I guess Jesus didn't do it all. That's a tough one. Jesus did it all. It's finished. He's, he's on the cross. He said it's finished. So we need to be people. If we want to be people that's going to change our, 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 our city or our, our, our communities or even our homes, our workplaces, we got to be people that will believe in the finished work of Christ. That will say, this is what Jesus has done. I believe it. I'm proud and honored to be a Jesus freak because you guys heard my testimony. You heard some, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I was broken. And God came and healed and delivered me and I can't keep quiet. So why don't we take some of these things that we're struggling with as people and, and as, as sons and daughters of God, and let's bring it before the Father and say, Father, what are you doing in this? What does your word say about this? Jesus, I'm going to start believing you in, the finish, in your finished work. How many times do we make a mistake and we run from God instead of to God? Come on. Run to God when you make a mistake. Run to his arms of grace. Run to his love and allow him to allow him to show you his mercy and his grace, even his power. The power that you don't have to keep making mistakes. You ever feel like you do one mistake after another mistake or one thing after another thing? You know, we call that bondage. God calls that bondage. But you know, Jesus says, I'll give you freedom and liberty in me. In me. I'm telling you, let's rise up, church. Let's rise up. Let's rise up and be kingdom people. Let's let God work in us so he can work through us. Amen? Let God work in us so he can work through us. And that's why I'm so excited about um, next week, Sunday night. I really believe, man, come, bring a friend. This ain't a DCC thing. This is the, I want this to be a city thing. I'm inviting people from, I don't know how big it's gonna get, but just, we're just gonna pray for people. Get breakthrough. I'm tired of just feeling lukewarm. I'm tired of just feeling like I'm just getting by. Amen? Amen. Um, the band can come up. I stopped right on time. But I want to pray for everybody. And I'm telling you, God's not doing healing. We talked about healing in this room. We talked about healing in this room. We talked about um, he's, he's bringing healing. But you know what? Healing sometimes is an instant miracle. And sometimes healing is a process that you walk out daily experiencing God's love. Amen? Amen. Can I get everybody to stand? I want to pray for everybody. Hallelujah. And I want you to grab hold of this prayer, if that's for you. I want you to grab hold of this, that's for, for you. If you don't understand the things of God, if you don't understand what it looks like to be a son and daughter, if you don't understand what it looks like to be, to walk in the finished work of Christ, to walk in the victory that Jesus paid for you, that's okay, it's a journey. I feel like it took me 31 years just to begin to walk in it. And I can't keep quiet, Amen. So it doesn't, you don't have to measure yourself. You measure yourself in Jesus. You're already his. You're his beloved and you belong to him. Amen? Let's pray. Um, 
So, Father God, we love you. We praise you, even at home. I believe God's doing something at home just as well. So, Father, we praise you. We thank you. And we thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving every one of us in our hearts and minds. We thank you. Healing is taking place right now. Physical healing. Um, back pain. I hear back pain. Um, a, a chronic back pain is being healed. And his back pain is going down to your leg. So if you've got back pain that's going down to your leg, receive healing in the name of Jesus. Receive it. I believe that. I believe God's healing people from... Um, depression. I just hear the word depression. Let the joy, Lord, be your strength. And, it, and sometimes that takes time to walk out, but I feel healing. And then light, like a light at the end of the tunnel, a hope that's going to rise in you. So if you're struggling with depression, let hope rise. Let hope rise. Let hope rise in the name of Jesus. Let hope rise in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 I hear even... Um, confusion confusion can we be healed from confusion absolutely right because god is not a confused god and he he's, he orders our steps so if anybody's been confused i just believe from your light um clarity's coming to you right now clarity's coming to you right now and someone's actually believing some for physical healing and it's been elements that you've been fighting for for months even years um, be healed in jesus name receive that healing in jesus name receive it right now it's yours in jesus name so father we just receive it we thank you for great is your faithfulness and we thank you that you are, we are complete in Christ Jesus. Amen. God bless. Wow, such powerful and practical words from Chris. That was such a blessing. If you would like to follow along with our small group materials, join a small group, listen to past messages, or learn more about DCC, you can go to achurchinthecity.org. Thanks for listening.